0: This is Coda Radio, episode 334, recorded on November 26th, Crazy 218. Hey y'all, it's Chris, and I'm fixing to do a quota radio from a Texas location in the future for all of you out there that are concerned about programming. And maybe want to take a pragmatic look at that, and the art and the business of it even. And maybe it's related technologies. My name is Chris, and pre-recorded in the future from the beautiful Pacific Northwest. And I'm joined this week by my established host, Mr. Dominic. Hello, Mike.
1: Hello, Chris, and this is Mike from the future. No, who's probably using his powers of darkness to make Swift run on oh. every platform.
0: You know, when you and I talk to each other from the future, I get excited because there's so many potentially amazing things that could yet to be happened. That the hey, those people... are my
1: least favorite episodes of Star Trek. Really,
0: really, because oh, because nothing like the, like the crazy com badges and the the beard. Well, unless we have
1: different facial hair, right. yeah, that's so, right. My, my dream has been to have an, not a goatee, but like an evil goatee. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Oh, okay. Okay. See, in this episode, I thought you had a mustache and I had the soul patch. Is that, is that not this episode?
1: Well, you are a very soulful gentleman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I suppose, Mr. Dominic. But either way, uh, we are both in the middle of travel. And so we, we are pre-recording an episode and uh, soul patch or not. Actually, I got a question for you. Do you bring a razor with you?
1: I do. It turns out I can totally bring my razor with me.
0: Electric or old school? I'm old school. Mm,
1: Okay. Why, are you electric?
0: Yeah, I I stashed... Truth, 100% truth. I stashed an electric razor at Linux Academy. And I would do this anywhere I go frequently. I stashed an electric... I have one at the RV, I have one at the studio, and I have one in Texas. <laughs> I just go get the cheapest electric razor possible from the store, and I buy one, and I save it in the location I'm traveling.
1: <laughs> Truth, I keep a go bag in my trunk.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, that's why. That's why the Cute Corporation has had such a hard time tracking you down. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, longtime listeners, meaning you know, within the last thirty days. Or depending on when in the future. Um, you know what, I'm sorry. Chris, this, this is the cute future. Stuff.
0: No, no. This cute saga has been going on for like a solid six months at this point. Let's not. This care. has been, this has been the 30 years
1: war. This <laughs> has been. So, all right. I don't even know where to begin. Mm. I was evaluating using cute for a recently launched product. And then you I talked told,
0: about it on a fairly well listened podcast. <laughs> I didn't know it
1: was fairly well listened. You didn't
0: know. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: I haven't asked for numbers and months because the less I know, the less liable I am. So true. So, true. Uh, Fair uh, enough. That works. No. Um, so a there was a misunderstanding between myself and a sales rep from Cute. Basically, it was about what defines an embedded device. Now, mm-hmm. since my product's completely public, I'm happy to discuss Griffin. We all know Griffin. I mention it every week because, yay. Um, Griffin runs on Microsoft Surface tablets and other tablets. With uh, Linux, right? It is a radar display software made in partnership with a wonderful company in North Carolina, who does radar display systems. Or I'm sorry, radar hardware systems. We do the displays at TMB, right? TMB is the Mad Botter. Google it. Buy something. Unless you're from Cute, then don't don't.
0: Apparently. Don't well,
1: I wrote the an application in Cute that I had to throw out after a conversation with a Cute sales rep who told me that I needed an embedded license. Right, I now, oh, yeah. the initial version of this application ran on Microsoft Surface tablets on Windows. I don't know about you, but there's nothing embedded about an i7.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, right. so that, that was kind that's of That's a desktop where, PC.
1: That's, that's a desktop. After months of back and forth, I finally got from on high, from the good folks in Boston, what the hell they mean by embedded.
0: Like, is this Basically, a phone call? Is this an email thread? Like, what are we talking uh, about? This is a number of phone calls. Ah. Uh,
1: it got down to when they say embedded, they consider it embedded if I sell them the actual hardware.
0: What? 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 What?
1: Sell who the hardware? So there was a fundamental misunderstanding. Wait, so I do not resell. Yeah. So I do not resell Surface tablets. No. Or any generic Linux tablet, right, in my business. I am not a hardware vendor. No. I am a pure fact, software vendor.
0: Like, uh, I would assume, ideally, it's the customer that's buying tablets and then deploying the software on the To my tablets. specifications, yeah. yes. yeah.
1: The original sales rep misunderstood that and thought I was building these tablets and selling them.
0: Like as integrated devices.
1: Right. So if I were, well, it's not just integrated devices, though. So in a world where I bought, let's say, a hundred Microsoft Surface Pros, and then sold them to some, you know, the Navy. Let's just make up, make something up, right? Then they claim I need a cute uh, uh, embedded license, That's, or you can go LGPL, but they, you know, the sales reps don't like to talk about that. <laughs>
0: Uh, Actually, it, neither do you. <laughs> let's be
1: honest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little afraid of the LGPL. I'm like, no, let's talk about BSD or MIT or Apache. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's let's play ball here. We can all be friends. Yeah, so, but that's not what I was doing. Right, so this is, this is you know what, this is almost like a programming error, where you have one little piece of data that was wrong. Right. That led to a big problem. So the irony is, I could totally have done what I was doing in Q and been fine. I wasted, well, I didn't waste, but, you know, the original couple weeks in queue, whatever, it was a good proof of concept. And it, I don't even know what to say. Like, I, the funny part is I still don't agree with them on the definition of embedded. Mm, yeah. Right? Like, but, but even that aside, so folks, if you were concerned, and I do feel kind of bad because I should have probably gone higher up on, you know, as a technical resource, Certainly, if you're writing software, as long as you are not, uh, you're fine. As long as you're dynamically linking, basically. I'm not an attorney. This is not legal advice.
0: Well, well, I appreciate that they wanted to actually clear the record with you. Yeah, that Uh, was several hours of phone conversations. So, uh, you know, if you look at, like, um, some of the most successful magazines in the world, uh, they might have an annual distribution of, say... 180, 200,000 unique oh, I think I'm going to yell that by daddy here. Hang on. <laughs> no, I'm okay. just I'm just letting you know. I'm just putting things in perspective. Uh, so, you know, that would be a successful magazine. Like maybe the world's most successful magazine might- Wait, don't make
1: it- get... Wait, you said 180?
0: Yeah. See, the reality is they like to pretend like it's millions, but people that actually are receiving the magazine, it's 180, 200,000 a month.
1: This explains a lot of the hate email I get.
0: So, no, no, so, our numbers, yeah. our numbers are, are much, 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 much higher than that. So you got to think of our numbers around the 500,000 mark. You see, I just, I was just, I just dropped oh. my pen. I was just doing a little quick math, but yeah. So we have, we think about us, like, think about it like as like the most successful technology magazine in the market. That's our reach. It's not like the world's most successful website, like maybe Ars Technica, like technically, because they get millions, but it's- Seriously, is, ours. I don't know. I'm just giving you an example. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, but it's, 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 so it's, it's somewhere between like the most successful tech website and the most successful magazine.
1: So basically I'd subscribe to Linux uh, user and developer and I'm, I should believe, and it's weird that we're doing this on the air, but I should believe that we have more- distribution than they
0: do without doubt
1: so this is the part where everybody gets to write comments mike doesn't know how many people listen to the show because
0: <laughs> we don't focus well, on that that's not
1: mike I mean, doesn't know how many people listen to the that's show that's not
0: what that's well that's not what our yeah. whole network's about that's not i we're,
1: thought it was like maybe like two thousand a month
0: yeah i'm no i'm looking i'm oh really no i'm looking i, at I thought the, it was
1: super low I'm, yeah i i thought we went okay they
0: I am looking at the most conservative numbers I have right now. I'm not even. I'm not even looking at like the optimistic numbers where maybe somebody downloads it at home and then continues listening at work. It is the most conservative numbers. Huh. You download behind a NAT. We're counting it once, kind of thing.
1: What if they go into like Stitcher? We're not even counting. I've heard not Michael even Armand not counting Stitcher.
0: Where this is not counting YouTube, Stitcher, or any video downloads either. Yeah,
1: you know, this explains when I go to things like like death fest florida and if i wear like a coder t-shirt or a yeah. shirt and by the like, way i should mention me. i
0: should mention this gotcha. is just for 2018 right so the the show has had six years of run
1: wait a minute cheesy bacon saying we're bigger than pc world that's not possible pc world's millions it's gotta be
0: well i mean this is just one show on jupiter broadcasting
1: oh see he's <laughs> so, <laughs> like, let's not let's not get drunk now Come you
0: on. know he's like no no i I actually haven't released these numbers yet, but um, Lan just surpassed 2.2 2 million downloads for 2018, and Linux Unplugged just surpassed 1 million downloads for 2018.
1: Well, let me tell you something: our original deal still stands. <laughs> I will be using these facts to advertise TV. <laughs> <So,
0: laughs> yeah. All right, moving forward. Yeah, it's been a 2018 has been a really good year. You know, we but wait focused- a minute, What if it's all hate mail? I mean, I get like several <laughs>
1: thousand hate mail. Actually, <laughs> I'll
0: say this. I feel like we've had the best Twitter engagement that we've ever had on this show. Like,
1: you know, we had a, a really good one that I didn't put in the notes um, regarding me being elderly and angry. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like, but I feel like the people that are engaging with us on Twitter, like it's, it's like it feels like a real genuine connection I'm having with somebody else in the field. Like I've, I've, the last like two months on Twitter for this show have been great. They've been the best they've ever been. been a lot. Yeah.
1: I tell you what, I you know, I it's funny because time dilation aside, I was unavailable for one week. Yeah. And uh and you and I have been you something, we have to stop. Have you read the book Salvation by Peter Hamilton yet? No. All right. It's a sci-fi novel about oh. this fabulous technology called portals, which oh. you know what portals are.
0: All right, is this on Audible? Um, uh, hold on, you've already it got It is on Audible. You've already it got it on Audible.
1: But imagine all the time you and I spend an airport security and lounges and like just waiting to get on planes and on planes. If you have to go to Texas, I have to go to Texas. I have to go to New York or North Carolina or wherever. You just walk on and you're there. Five steps.
0: You know, in in a funny way, in a really backwards funny way, this is why I prefer to drive because it takes- I know, I prefer
1: to drive completely.
0: It takes way, way longer, but I'm immediately applying time to accomplishment.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like, I just listen. I get, I get to like not be groped by the TSA. That's my whole thing.
0: You got to get pre. What, what do I search for on Audible? What do I? What should I? Uh,
1: Salvation by Peter Hamilton. I'll just put a link in the chat. No,
0: yeah, I'm getting this. So this is this is happening.
1: It's so good. I mean, it's. I was so mad. I didn't know it came out this year. I was so pissed because I went to buy the second ver. The second. It's a trilogy. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm flying out on Sunday. This is what I'm going to listen to. So it's 19 hours. Holy crap. I I
1: don't know. I've been. You know what? Ooh. I had, I dropped my Kindle on yeah. so many planes. I got woken up by so many people saying, "Mister, are you okay?" Really? <laughs> the best thing to do is to answer. That's a simple question with a very complicated answer.
0: <laughs> I love that. I'm going to steal that. All right. You I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to put a link to that in the. In uh,
1: fact, if we ever do T-shirts or coffee cups again, we should say Code Radio. That's a simple question with a very complicated answer.
0: That is good. We should do. We. I actually. That's have, what I
1: said to clients. Although you're stealing my sales pitch here, but that's yeah.
0: That's good. I've been thinking we should, like, do, like, a refresh on our look to, like, represent, like... I, I agree. Yeah. we got to, like, represent, right? Like, the show has... It,
1: it, no, it's it's very 2012. It's yes. very iOS, like, 70.
0: Right. So, we need to refresh the look. But, I, I uh, yeah, we should talk more about that.
1: Um, All right. So, me and Q are good now. I'm sorry. I yeah? know I love you. Are you? I, I'm really not sorry, actually. It's kind of your fault. But yeah. Let's just let it go.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. been a lot of confusion there. So, All right, uh, so if you had a time Leo? machine, though, would you still be... i got to ask. If you had a time machine, would you still be using Qt? If you could go back
1: now knowing what you know. Right. right, That's a good question. Um, Let me think about my answer. That is a simple question with a very complicated (laughs) answer.
0: (laughs) You bastard. That's so true, right? So, you set so right up for it. That's I mean, you so just true. set it right up there. All right, let's jump to Leo. So Leo writes in, he went over to uh, Coder Radio, nope, Coder.show slash contact. He might have gone to Coder Anyways,
1: oh, fun fact, I own the Coder Radio domain, so I could just redirect that.
0: Nice, your... you should. Yeah, 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 yeah to Coder.show. Uh, he says, Hello, I love the show, even though I'm not much of a programmer. I'm 24 and I'm turning 25 next year. And my question is simple. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> and then what I love is that he's 25 asking this. He says, is it too late for me to get into programming in order to get a job? I've dabbled with learning C++ in Java before uh, and in my free time, but due to events in my life never passed the learning phase to the development phase. What do you think? Is it is it too late at 25? Well, start?
1: Leo, that's a simple question with a one-word answer, no. It, it, yeah. it It's not too early it's at all. It's super
0: not too late. It's super, super duper not too late. If you were writing this email and you were 40 years old, I would say it's not too late.
1: I would give you the exact same answer, right? It's, you know what, Figure out what you want to do, what kind of development you want to do, what technology you're passionate about. Obviously, you listen to JB, so you might be a bit of a hippie. You might your beard may be several feet long, but whatever, right? Like if you if you um, maybe I wouldn't recommend diving directly into C plus <laughs> Although you said John, because there's more ways to get hurt there. But you know the future is well as last as Chris would tell you, the home pot. No, it's Rust. Oh, uh, savage. No, but really that was, that was brutal. You caught me off guard with that one. Misa, very upset with you, Chris. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Figure out what you want to do. Java's fine. I, although I would say if you want to learn Java, take a look at Kotlin. Cause that's, I mean, we have a story in the doc for the show that we're going to ignore it. Like we traditionally do. Sure, But Kotlin's gaining momentum and mindshare yeah. share at a rate that's Steg. shocking. Right. It's, so if if you really like the Java ecosystem, I would um, – maybe some Android dev on Kotlin? Chris, what do you think?
0: Yeah. You know, I actually feel like we should take a moment and maybe we should just reduce expectations. Um, I feel like we need to – Lowered expectations. We need to have a little. Yeah, we need to have some lowered expectations because when you're outside the industry – there is this mystique about software developers like they have god mode privileges in life where they can spontaneously create life from applications it's not how it works in fact leo if you're asking these questions you're probably further ahead than most people that were in actually already in the software development field and i don't mean to be can you pass fizzbuzz I don't mean to be disrespectful to people listening to the show, but many people in the software development field don't have any idea what they're doing. And they're just Googling it as they go along.
1: And All if right, you're Chris, now come on. If you're going to talk about me directly, I mean, <laughs> who does that? I thought that's what Linux Unplugged was for. <laughs> yes, I heard it the other week.
0: You know, it's just one of those things, though, where like you have to learn as you go. And if you're asking these questions and you have a passion for this field, then you may be more qualified than. 75% of the people that oh, are already the in The, the
1: fact that you're listening to podcasts in a show called Coder Radio, hell, if you were just listening to that awful BSD Now show, that would be fine too.
0: <laughs> so I think Leo is probably better off than most people. And uh, then he's asking if he's too young at 25.
1: You know, Chris, I will bet you a beer. I, Leo, you should email me again. Email me directly and copy Crazy Man over here on it. We will send you FizzBuzz online. I, if you pass it, Chris owes me a beer, and if you fail it, I owe him a beer. Dude,
0: I bet you by Linux Fest Northwest he has a job.
1: Oh, that's way away. I bet you by Jan 1 he has
0: a job. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next one comes in from a guy named Ryan. He says, please discuss how you evaluate open source libraries, frameworks, or software for inclusion in your own projects, especially if those projects are part of a production system. Thanks, and keep up the awesome work. So I think what Mike does is he, he evaluates them from a position of fear. <laughs>
1: that is correct. I curl up into a uh, defensive crouch. <laughs> and unless I see the following letters, I ignore them. MIT, PSD, or Apache. And it better be Apache, too. I think that we should all make those businesses fail.
0: Now, why? I, this seems unreasonable.
1: Well, we just talked about my whole thing with Q, right? Like, Because the LGP hard and confusing and it could cost you a lot of headaches if you get it wrong
0: it's negative in the freedom that's
1: just the licensing side thing yeah let's assume that you're not as uh, let's say conservative with my patented high pitch which it makes me sad now that I know how many people heard that
0: I should grab that
1: Somebody, Somebody somebody
0: needs to grab that and send it to me conservative go grab that
1: i'll um, soundboard it. you know i will not pull in a gem or i'm using gem obviously ruby gems but let's just use the word gem to mean package or we could just use package that hasn't been updated in like a year from github right
0: oh god dude
1: because i'm not crazy oh. i mean i don't do anything and we've talked about this before i don't do anything below version 1.0 sure as a rule that's an arbitrary rule but it helps me weed out the like, for instance, I have a package called Kurt, uh, JS named after Kurtz from the heart of darkness. That's a JavaScript package. It's 0. 0.02 or 0. 0.01. Or 0.0, no, sorry, it's 0. 0. 0.0.2. So I wouldn't even ship that. Um, it's on GitHub if you're really curious. Hmm. But, yeah, that I mean, I don't know. I do tend to, like, look at the code. I mean, I don't do a deep analysis of it, but... Um, But again, I I am pretty conservative on this. I I tend to use packages. For instance, if I'm on CocoaPods, I don't go off the beaten path. I use packages that are generally accepted by the iOS community. If I'm in Rails, again, I I tend to try to use the bigger gems. Um, I have rolled my own gems for private use or for private customers once or twice, but I don't think that's really what you're asking about because that's kind of a different ballgame. Yeah, I don't know, Chris. I, I feel like in a way, this is like how much risk do you take on your dependencies is really what what the with uh, uh, Ryan is asking
0: here, man. And I I, don't, I don't take know. very little. I yeah, I I, uh, I would agree that that's the way to go. I just had a conversation this morning about a uh, a series of different exploits that are in different um, repositories for. <laughs> for a lot of different open source projects, we're thinking about doing like a, 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 a an overall recap for TechSnap on like these are all of the open source projects that you use that have software repositories built into them that have vulnerabilities. And it's just...
1: Okay. Can I just stop you real quick? Yeah. So, how many times are you going to mention OpenSSL? Is it like <laughs> one for OpenSSL? It's it, bad. Is, or is, it, is well, it chronological? How many? Order, I mean, or? like
0: how many different versions and like all of it? It's just it's really staggering. It's it's humbling when you look at it. And I I don't know I don't know exactly how to tackle it because the argument is a little stale at this point. It's the same argument you could apply to Docker Hub. The same argument you could apply to Ruby. The same argument you could apply to snaps or flat packs.
1: Everything. Every, every every development platform has some sort of package manager, right? That's yeah. why I'm trying to not say Gem, but yeah. I just coding yeah. in Ruby this morning. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I know, I know, and. <sighs> Wes put it in a really good way. He's like, right now we're still in the ascent of all of these platforms, where they are trying to solve a problem. They're optimistic. They're enthusiastic. They're they're really pushing forward, and it's the ascent. But there will be a reckoning. There will be a winter where all of this comes due, and uh, the sysadmin. I don't know. It's not even the sysadmin. I was going to say the sysadmin in me, but really, it's the. Uh, Maybe it's the maybe it's the pen tester. Maybe it was the security auditor. Whatever it is, like there's a part of me that is getting extremely anxious by all of the software that is built on what feels like, if you'll excuse the cliche, um, a house of cards.
1: Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I wish, in fact, one of us disagreed. But uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I I have come to the point where you got to remember, I, I've been doing this on a limited number of platforms for a long time, right? So, for instance, when I didn't like what happened to ASI HTTP, which was a great networking platform on iOS back in the day, and we're going back to like 2010 here, I wrote my own called MD Networking. And I used that for several years until Alamo Fire came out. Or actually, it wasn't even called Alamo Fire. Alamo Fire is the new version. It was called AF Networking. But I, I really don't like to have a bunch of little dependencies. Right. I just, I don't trust it.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah. And you get bit in the butt a few times and, you know, you develop that, uh, that persuasion. Uh, Ryan W. writes into the show. He says, hey, guys, great show. I started listening a few months ago and love the show. Finally, someone I can talk nerd with. <laughs> he says, I just wanted to provide some insight on the part of Coda Radio about how Red Hat employees felt let down as they didn't find out about the- Somebody
1: said Red Hat, take
0: a shot. I know, right? as they didn't find out about the announcement until well after the announcement was made. Well, I worked at Intel, and this happens all the time. Since IBM and Red Hat are public companies on the stock market, they aren't allowed to say anything or warn their employees. You can imagine insider trading and media leaks that would be possible if everyone was informed ahead of time.
1: Intel. I should imagine I had my Robinhood app open, ready to roll, damn it.
0: (laughs) Intel is the first public company I've worked at. So I've always felt a little let down when Intel makes a big announcement like the hardware bugs found this year or (laughs) our CEO getting fired out of nowhere and uh, product announcements that came, what seemed like to me as an employee, out of nowhere, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on. I think that's just life in a public company. Unfortunately, one thing that I think of, didn't Red Hat recently denounce ButterFS and then Facebook open-sources all of their code, which includes ButterFS, which they clearly are using, which they think is a great file system? I wonder if that was IBM's doing. And I bet both companies agreed they were in talks at that point. Just a theory. I don't know. Well, I don't think any of that about uh, ButterFS is true. See our coverage of Project yeah, Stratus. Yeah,
1: I don't, I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I mean, but, I, I don't want to get into the file system thing, but...
0: You know, I'll just say from a, a recent acquisition that I have some familiarity with, that, yeah, you, you do go through the majority of the process without informing the general staff. Now, in the case of the situation that I was familiar with, the general staff had a solid 30 days, heads up. So I don't and nobody seemed to leak it. It did actually leak the morning of the announcement, which was delayed by a week because I was in the hospital. Not that I have direct experience. But so the company knew for a for for a solid five weeks, like all staff
1: knew Talking about JB,
0: yeah, I am.
1: Yeah, yeah. we all knew. Yeah, right? like was... well,
0: I had to let you guys know, of course. I didn't want to surprise you, and like,
1: well, I, I spent a month not making fun of Linux hippies. I, I thought I was <laughs> telegraphing that. I, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to get fired immediately. Like, uh, geez.
0: So uh, there are obviously different ways um, of handling those kinds of announcements, and it you know it changes as the company scales. But I'm not. I don't know, man. I feel like the Red Hat thing was still a bit rushed. Like the staff is the number one asset of that company and so if you piss them all off and they leave you've basically devalued the company. So you got to handle that. Yeah, I mean you know
1: I have nothing nice to say about the Red Hat IBM thing. I I, not that the show has ever been nice but I feel like it's almost a waste
0: like Now, why?
1: IBM is a bad company doing bad things.
0: Really? Really? Right. Isn't this them? What about them seeing the light? They've seen the light. No bullshit.
1: I will eat my hat if domestic and high-wage country Red Hat employees don't get whacked. What's your timeline here? uh, I don't know what my timeline is. It all depends on the... See, I am not a finance guy. It all depends on the financial machinations and contracts and things like that. I just... um, I don't know. I, I knew some people used to work for IBM. I've seen what they can do when they decide. You know, IBM is effectively a consulting company. And I have no disrespect for some of the great work they've done, Watson, things like that. But their bread and butter is straight up consulting. Sales, and sales, they yeah. Are, they, they're basically an offshoring shop. Which, if you're a longtime listener, you know I'm not a big fan. Though I've learned to make my piece. Uh, I will tell you, can, can I take a side tangent here? Always. It's a, always, okay. So Disney, uh, you know, I live in Florida now. Disney had a very large IT and development shop down here. It was theirs. It was in-house. So it was Disney, whatever they called it, right? Cool. And they did what was called in the papers as pulling an IBM. They fired all the Floridian workers and offshored everything to uh the no. to India and the Far East. They
0: framed it as polling an IBM
1: the local news well you got to remember uh, it, I'm in the south buddy.
0: So, <laughs> Yikes though. That's uh yeah. It's it's
1: and I have to say like that is not good for a tech community in any local area. So I I hope IBM is as good as their press release. That's all I'm going to say on it. Hmm.
0: Wow. Wow. I don't know. I thought you'd be all on board, Mister Business, Mister Capitalist. I thought you'd be all on board with this.
1: I think you should rewind to 2014 and and tell me exactly how I feel about it. (laughs) By the way, if you're a new listener. I urge you. What year was Swift release? I urge you to listen to that WWC episode.
0: <laughs> we should do I, more live shows just in case that happens.
1: No, right? I don't think we should. I, in fact, I, I don't... I don't know, I
0: don't, man. Like I agree in one way, but the other way, it's like it's like a cornerstone of this episode, of these shows. Like, we should...
1: Yeah, it is... It, I mean, you're Mr. Numbers today. I, I have to imagine that's one of our more popular episodes.
0: You know, I don't have numbers on that one. You, that That yeah, is a good question. It,
1: it, I can tell you, I got a lot of interesting, and yeah. when I say interesting, I mean... You know, career whenever you have ending. An episode, <laughs> whenever you have an episode where someone can email you and say that you're a rapacious capitalist who only cares about himself, and then another one can say that you're a communist hippie who hates progress. You did a good episode right there. You, you hit a good mark. You I <laughs> think that
0: we could all make those businesses fail. Yeah, that's a, that's a two RMS. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a double RMS. To, <laughs> you know, a to double. Say, to, so if I you haven't
1: heard it, say that I was a little surprised and upset by Swift.
0: Yeah let's just go with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, bringing us back to the end of 2018, uh, I have to ask you like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do to make sure that 2019 isn't yet another year where you struggle with hardware? Because I gotta be honest. I think I'm pretty much there, man. I've, I, as of like three months ago, I think I landed on my ideal hardware setup. Yeah. I haven't been on this show bitching about my hardware setup. And the recent discussion I had about the iPad Pro really only aug- augments what I'm already doing. But you, on the other hand, just burned through a couple of laptops and your prospects are looking bad.
1: I just want to say for the end of the year episode this year I want to go through every machine I've destroyed this year.
0: Yeah, and we should we play should like, have like <laughs> we should have some like heart music underneath
1: <laughs> L- like the end of the Hunger Games where they fire the cannons every time someone <laughs> dies. We should do. Uh, yeah, I currently do not have a laptop because of time dilation, but when you hear this I'm almost sure I will have a MacBook Pro. So uh I did acquire a System 76 Oryx. When I got back to Florida, thank you, time dilation. And I have been reviewing it, and I do not like it. Um, It is not a bad machine. It is just not appropriate for my very heavy travel schedule. All
0: right, back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. So uh, what's the price range for this system?
1: According to the Fifth Amendment of the United States Constitution. Oh, really?
0: You don't want to say because you're embarrassed how expensive it it is?
1: It was, I was in MacBook Pro territory. Holy. (laughs) It was.
0: How much RAM? How much RAM? 32 gigs.
1: Oh. All right, so I could just tell you. because okay. I, right, I, I tweeted it out, so it's not like it's a big deal. Jeez, oh, I got to go on my own Twitter? That's like... <laughs> see, going on my own Twitter is like the morning you wake up with a bottle oh, of know. Hendrix next to you, and you're like, oh, no. And then all of a sudden, it's all Kara Swisher just right down the damn it line. It
0: really is.
1: It's crazy. We're never you letting and her. that die. You and her. We, j- we just can't. Although, we agreed. Uh-uh. We got along.
0: Yeah. the week. Recently, it's been nice, I got to say. It's gotten How do I- pleasant. <laughs>
1: All right, so I have a problem here because I don't use Twitter very much, old like man. looking at people's feeds other than replying. I thought I posted a picture. Can I just link to that? Uh, yes. Plain. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> I conveniently didn't include the price. Hold on. Uh,
0: Hold on. Chris and Mike get old on Twitter real quick. Let's see.
1: Yeah, <laughs> hang on. Right, let, me just, let me see. So it's a uh, – Yeah?
0: How much is it? I'm
1: just kidding. I, I like how Coyote thinks Mike802 is me. It is not me. No. No, oh, I like that he's they're young. fighting, though. They're <laughs> he's fighting.
0: He's fighting like it is you.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. Uh,
1: holy tell me, come on. Uh, tell me the
0: specs, and let's see if I can guess it. And then you tell me how close I get.
1: All right. I'll just read it. Okay. Pop OS, yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Six gigabyte GTX 1060 with uh, 1280 CUDA, 15.6 mat 1080p. I did not go for the 4K. 4.1 i7, blah, 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 12 threads. Ooh,
0: friends. you went big on that.
1: Oh, did I go big, Chris? Uh, Thirty-two gigs. It was thirty dollars off. I just want to say that uh, five hundred gig NVMe, twenty-five dollars off. No additional M2 drive and a 1, point, uh, one terabyte two point five SSD. Hmm.
0: Huh. That's tricky. So you upped the CPU and you upped the storage and you compromised on the screen, is what I'm hearing.
1: Uh, actually, on Linux, I I actually prefer the.
0: Uh, that, yeah, uh, the 1080p yeah. rather, but I mean, from like a price standpoint, it's a compromise,
1: yeah. Map. The 4K sucks on the next, but we can keep going, yeah, yeah.
0: So, I'm gonna guess. Um, so you said 512 MVNE, 32 gigs of RAM, 4.2 gigahertz, i7, 15.4 inch, 1080p display.
1: How you didn't price say, is but- right? Rules, remember, price is right. Rules here, okay.
0: I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, $2,200.
1: How, did you just configure it?
0: No. No, I just
1: totally... $2, $2,232.09. <laughs> I brought up the receipt.
0: <laughs> no, that's not... Yeah, that's the sign we buy too many computers, dude. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I was like, did he just, like, go into the thing and build it? Yeah, that's a bad sign. That's not a good sign. So, that's not something to be proud all right. of. So the...
1: I have no idea what's going on in the chat room, but we're just going to ignore it. My So I'm going to do a quick review of the Oryx Pro. Yeah. People who yell at me in Reddit every week for talking about hardware. Now that I know that you're a vast minority of the listeners, which Chris should never have told me, we're going to do this all the time. Uh, it is a great machine. I actually like it a lot. Even it is not appropriate for me. And let me tell you why. I am not a 100% developer anymore. Oh, oh, here we go. Right. I am half a sales guy because I have to travel, as we know, much of the chagrin of Lady Angela all the time whether I'm driving somewhere else in Florida or flying to Texas or New Jersey or Pennsylvania, wherever I'm going, right? I need a machine that ha- that is small enough that I can fit in a briefcase and has battery life that's long enough that if I get in a bind and I don't have good access to a power outlet, I can function for at least like five or six hours.
0: Yeah, and that is... Unfortunately, fairly common. Like, you can even get unreliable power when you're traveling, mm-hmm. like, the, the whole range. The plane might not have a plug in at all, or like, you got to unplug at certain points in time, or you get a seat when you're waiting to board that doesn't have a plug in.
1: I mean, you know, last week we talked about, um, you know, my difficulties in travel with delays and whatever. This was. This is the thing that pushed me over the edge in addition to me frying out my Galago Pro.
0: So uh, you, you you kill a Galago Pro and your your thought process is, I'll go order an Oryx?
1: Have you ever noticed that I drink a lot? I'm half kidding. Um,
0: I gl- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to. Like, like, ah. That would make some sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So. Okay. Long time listeners know that I've had two perverse dreams. Pro-level tablets, which cost me $40,000, and laptops <laughs> as desktops, yeah. but also with the battery life of Ultrabooks, that has yeah. cost me... Actually, I think we're almost tied at this point. I think we're getting there. The laptops are getting there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean to be fair, like, so when you own a small business and you've got contractors and you've got employees, there's never really like a wasted computer. I'm not trying to give you an excuse, but I'm this just... the
1: irony. I am not actually going to return the Oryx. It's just going to be given to a dev who works here.
0: Yeah, right. Like, right. Yeah, so it's like it's not that it's it's not you can't say that it's money well spent, but it's not a total loss either because now somebody else on your team has a new computer, <laughs> right? So like yeah. that's I'm not saying that's how I justify it, but it's a factor. It is, and also the tax write off is a factor as well. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's not go into that. But I mean. Uh... You know, Chris, this has been a, a, a rough journey for me on this whole hardware stuff. It has, yeah. I really wanted it to be the case that I could buy one laptop that would have the expansion capabilities and do everything I need. And that's just not the case. Wrong. Right? It's, it's just, wrong. Yeah. So no, I, I I, re- you're you're yeah.
0: crazy. You're wrong. And the answer is right in front of you, and you just don't see it. All right. Tell me what it is. No, I, no, I mean, I don't want to interrupt. I want to hear what you did, but... Then I'm going to tell you how well, wrong.
1: Well, no, it. Hey, I can tell you what I did. I, I ordered the Oryx because I was frustrated that my Galago was dead. Sure. And you know, I wanted a laptop. I've been happy on Linux. The other, the only other real alternative for me is a, a MacBook, which. Tweet me tomorrow. I don't know. I mean, my Galago was dead. I gave away my MacBook Pro as people who listen to last week's show know. So. What option did I have? Are you going to tell me about the USB-C daisy chain dongle lifestyle? Yeah,
0: I am. That's exactly. Oh, get yeah. out of town! No, That's... no, no. I am going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you about it, and you need to listen, son. Now I understand. Oh, shit.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. That, wait, it's not an intervention, though, right?
0: <laughs> no, it is. It is.
1: Okay. It is. Okay. Let me hear it then.
0: I mean, I appreciate that both you and I are scheduled to attend a System 76 event in Denver, Colorado. And uh, what uh, I'm about to say, I, I don't. I don't think.
1: I don't think. Well one, you, I'm not.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you yeah. were going to, but now that I'm I was about going to, say to this, but you can't
1: weddings. Uh and I, I don't think they appreciate any of this no,
0: right now. No, no. So here's the thing. Um you gotta you just gotta wrap your head around Thunderbolt Three, son. You just gotta you just gotta embrace Thunderbolt Three. So let me tell you something. Uh, I got the iPad Pro now, and that's where I am I have shunted all of my Electron-based application workflows to the iPad, where I have native applications, and I have 24 hours of battery life. Then, on the old laptop, I have gone with a Lenovo ThinkPad T480 that has a Thunderbolt 3 port. And uh, attached to that Thunderbolt 3 port, brace yourself, I have an NVIDIA GPU Lenovo dock. Oh, my God. God, you're going external GPU. I got an external GPU, baby, with two monitors. Hooked sick up to bastard! Yep. What are the specs on the GPU? Oh, well, it's nothing. It's a, it's it's a GTX 1060, I think. I mean, it's not it's not like a it's not a blow your face off graphics, but it means when I when I take the laptop and I unplug it from that Thunderbolt three cable, I've got Intel everything, and I've got like eight to nine hours of battery life in a Linux machine, and it it's a it's a 1080p display. I give you that, but I've got Ethernet built in, I've got USB-A, I've got USB-C, I've got Thunderbolt, and I have got one of the best keyboards I've ever had in a computer ever. It is a great frickin' keyboard, and whenever I come back to my office, I plug in, Bob's your uncle, I've got a GPU, I've got two extra monitors, I've got a couple of USB devices, I've got some big speakers, and I'm good to go. And if I need to do something on the NVIDIA graphics, it's all built in. The NVIDIA driver just detects it. I switch over from the Intel stuff to the NVIDIA stuff. And Richard's my uncle. I'm off to work. And it, it really is... I mean, it's just it's so much it's so much simpler than what you're trying to get at you are going at this from a 2002's perspective and in 2018 you get yourself a tablet that runs iOS which iOS equals mainstream applications i i travel like a maniac right now that's one of the reasons we're even recording right now is because as we record this i'm in the air and well i mean as it releases <laughs> So I book all of these flights, and I book where I park my car, the lot that I park my car at. I book the, the rental when I get to Texas. I book the hotel. I book the flight. I book the lounge. I book the food I want to eat on the flight. All of it is done with apps, not a web page, not a program, with, a web, with, a, with an app. that is probably a web app inside an app, to be honest, but it is an app. And I do all of that with my little toy computer that doesn't hook up to Thunderbolt, that just does those things. It runs those proprietary service-specific applications. And then on my computer, where I can run anything I want, I have a Lenovo ThinkPad T480 that is pretty powerful. It's got 32 gigs of RAM, it's got an i7 mobile processor in it, it's got a terabyte NVMe drive, and a 1080p screen with, like I said, one of the best keyboards I've ever used, in a computer. And then if I need more than that when I'm sitting down at my desk, I hook it up over Thunderbolt 3, I go into a dock, multiple monitors, one of them is horizontal, one of them is vertical, and I got an Nvidia card built into the damn thing. And I'm hooked up to Ethernet. And and what you're trying to do where you're trying to put all the power in the laptop, it's never going to work, my friend. You got to break wait, it up.
1: Don't, don't you have like Wait, wait, wait. wait.
0: It's never going to sounds...
1: work. No, I know it's not going to work. So my answer is Tower, travel laptop with good battery life, right? Yeah,
0: that would work. That would be great. That would also work. So it's great. like
1: Linux powered tower, MacBook, right? or MacBook Pro. But yeah. That seems you're, like you're the answer. You're not including
0: the tablet in there, though. So uh, I think
1: well, the, tab- and the tablet. I mean, the tablet is, I, ironically, I don't mention the tablet. The tablet's what I use probably most of the time. Yeah. Right, if I'm tapping at an email whatever. Right.
0: Or booking a flight.
1: But every once in a while, I need to, like, make a build on the fly or, like, right. SSH. Right. Although, I, SSH, as we talked about last week, So. So things are changing. I will give you that. I just don't feel like I'm there yet for the iPad to be my travel.
0: No, no, absolutely not. But I think trying to buy something like the Oryx Pro, uh, it's just um It was the
1: wrong it was the wrong thought process for me. Now, if you just like want a laptop to move around rooms, but you basically work at home or you work in an office, I actually think it's a great dev station. Right, right. like compiling a... spoiler alert, we're doing a follow up product to Alice, compiling that on it was really, really, really fast. But it doesn't have good battery life, at least not. Yeah. And it does have a clever thing where you can switch from uh, Intel to the NVIDIA card, which does improve your battery life, but it's not enough for someone who travels like you no. and I do, I feel. like,
0: Yeah, if you're moving from one room to another room, if you're doing a 30-minute meeting with your laptop, it's it's great for that. If you have a power cord at your desk at work and you have a power cord at your desk at home and you're moving your laptop between work and home, it's good. It's great. It's great for that. I, I say that as I have an oryx and a bonobo out in the other room right now, and they're both hooked up to power.
1: <laughs> like this is this is one of the weird situations where the oryx is a great machine for the people who work for me, but not for me, because I'm the only guy who actually goes on the road into sales right now. Right? So
0: yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, I, he, I feel like you're still not quite.
1: I'm not, I'm not hearing the gospel.
0: You're not quite. You're not wrapping your head around the good right, so word of I Thunderbolt saying? 3. Well, like, okay. so the thing is, is you invest in one dock, and then you have multiple machines that take advantage of that singular All investment. Right.
1: So, 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 so not that I emailed the, uh, the Apple rep that works with me during recordings, but I asked him to spec out and quote out a 15-inch Mac Pro with a uh, Radeon card. Is it that you're telling me that I should go? Di- would I, I prefer the 13-inch form, f- form factor for any laptop, frankly?
0: Um, in when, fact, the Galico- when, when you're in a hotel room, when you're on an airplane, when do you need a video card? Have you ever needed a video card in those particular instances? Well, there was that one time uh, me
1: and you were in that hotel room right. that we don't talk about. Yeah,
0: well that, that, that thing is GPU-accelerated for Intel as well.
1: <laughs> I was,
0: wow. Jeez. <laughs> ah, hey, team. all right. Hey, first person VR uh, virtual porn is extremely GPU intensive.
1: It's true. We've established that we've never actually met,
0: so. <laughs> and not on air. Uh, actually, have we not, said that on air? Like we we did on air. We did on air. Or I thought we did. Well, I, I that might have it. been pre-show for all I know.
1: Oh, jeez. I know. Um, that, that's
0: why people got to show up over at JB and listen. No,
1: uh, you you make it. You actually make a tremendously money saving point here. When I am traveling, I am effectively a sales guy. Right. Like I need to be able to run the software, but I don't necessarily
0: need to be able to build everything. You're in ration mode in a way. You're just surviving. Am I a MacBook Air customer? Well, no, you're, you're just, you're just a, you're an Intel video customer. Think about that. Because you can take a machine that is okay. basic graphics with a good processor and a good amount right. of RAM, and then when you get home, you plug it in over Thunderbolt 3, you got a nice GPU, you're good to go. And, and it's working really good on Linux. I don't have a lot of experience with Windows or Mac OS. But on it's Linux, terrible.
1: It's, it's terrible on Windows. The only, the
0: only tip I give you on Linux is to make things really smooth is pu- pu- plug in the dock when your laptop is powered off and boot up that way.
1: So you don't, I mean, this is nothing to do with code or radio, but hey, it's just a tools episode. You don't experience any latency with GPUs over USB uh, Thunderbolt.
0: Well, no it's not USB USB. Thunderbolt. so thunderbolt, thunderbolt. 3 right. is a pci connection so the video card is on essentially like a pci 4x lane which oh, uh, granted isn't 16x but it's still better right. than what I the, thought it w- I thought it had like
1: less throughput than a rather a regular does. pci
0: express it right. does but it's still on the pci bus so it's you know it might be 2x Good or, or 4x depending on the laptop but it's not you know still it's still it's still better than what the integrated graphics is it's nice. It is it even accelerates just the built-in screen. So even if I didn't have external monitors, my built-in screen gets the graphics. It's doing round trip. There's enough bandwidth that it can send the stuff to the GPU in the dock and then send the results back. And then the Intel card must be doing some sort of buffer pass and it's just dumping it on the screen. And I am well, able this... even on my built-in on uh, my built-in screen I can take advantage of external graphics.
1: So the the specific use case I was thinking about, and uh, leaking from the top five here, compiling ML.net on a laptop on the road if I need to change something.
0: I guess you could always bring, like, so in the case of the Lenovo graphics Dock, it is the same size of an average thunderbolt 3 dock it's pretty small but there's some huge docks like black right, Magic makes the one The pain
1: of doing that on the galago was i mean it was it was it was significant like because the galago is an, like you're saying it's an i7 but it's an intel i7 it, mm-hmm. was, it was a it was a serious process
0: right? yeah yeah yeah
1: um but on the oryx i mean this is where i would be positive on the oryx it was lickety split
0: Right. That was the idea, right, is you take advantage right. of the built-in. So I, I could, this, this graphics GPU dock that I have for my ThinkPad, it, it, it would take up as much space in my bag as an audio interface. I mean, it's, it's no big deal. It's totally, it's totally packable. I, but you what would you're saying. You, I don't sorry, think you need to, right? I mean, I don't, I don't really think you need to. If you go back to your desktop idea, you could also just remote desktop into a machine that has a great built-in GPU. Yes. But then you need good remote connectivity. Which, I don't know, man, that's tricky, like, when you're doing, like, a... Well, I I always carry a MiFi, so it's, like, not... Yeah, but it matters more, like, okay, the demo is up, you know, you got to do the demo, and you got a few minutes, you know. Like, there's sometimes where it's really, 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 really nice to have that processing local, especially if you're on a deadline, if you're about to give a demo. That's where having the local well, policy really matters.
1: I mean, like once or twice a year, I get into these situations where I'm doing a demo and I like there's an error and I notice yeah. it. You know, the night before the demo, and I want to fix but it. But the night the whole before, thing.
0: you could do remote desktop, right? So, yeah, that might be a solution that works for you. You got to embrace it. You got to think about it. You got to change the way you're thinking about this because this isn't gonna. You can't go through 2019 like this. You can't do it. This is an inter-
1: coder intervention. Somebody bang suggested. You got it. All right, get, yeah. All right, let's let's be positive. How about we go to the GitHub top programming languages chart?
0: Oh yeah, where, where is this uh, now? uh link <laughs> in the
1: show notes three three four.
0: <sighs> I'll tell you what you're talking about. Oh. You're, are you talking about the DigitalOcean survey that they did? Or? I,
1: I'm talking about the GitHub one.
0: No, there's there's no GitHub one linked in the show notes.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is. No, there's not. I'm looking at it. No. You're not in the right dock, buddy. No, I'm
0: in 334. What are you talking about?
1: I'm in 334.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't see you here. You're in you're in
1: I, I don't see you here. <laughs> you know, you this get is to... the part This is the part of the show where Mike live slacks Chris the dock
0: you got to give us credit, though. For 334 episodes, we've actually never had that we, problem. We've been
1: working on a doc <laughs> this whole time.
0: <laughs> this whole thing, really, this is how you can tell how closely we follow the script on this show. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would be
1: the doc that I just sent you. A
0: little sauce has been revealed, but it's for the better, I think. I think the audience should know. Well, they should know. Right, well,
1: anyway, while, while Chris opens the doc, so the top three fastest growing languages by contributors as of September 30th, 2018. Number one. Guess, in fact, it's good you didn't see the doc, Chris. Guess.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Um, hmm. I would normally say if this was like three years ago, it's I would,
1: not Rust. I may have may help you. It's not
0: Rust. No, I would have said that last year. I would have said that last okay. year. But okay. uh, if this was three years ago, I would say JavaScript. Sure. Nope. Not uh, even on.
1: Not I, even top ten. Actually. If this
0: was last year, I would say Rust. This year, I got two contenders in mind, and I don't i do feel... Tell me
1: the two before you make a pick.
0: All right. I don't feel strong about either one of them. It's Go and Swift.
1: Go is in the top 10. Swift is not even... Didn't even
0: really? Win. Really?
1: Hotland. No. Really? Absolutely. According to GitHub, it has 2.6 times the contributors over last year.
0: Kotlin coming in for the win by
1: a big margin. Kotlin coming in hard. Before that, uh number two is HCL, which is a specialty thing. Sure. That we don't cover here.
0: No, TypeScript number pretty three. popular though. Fucking TypeScript. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Uh Linuxing TypeScript. Ah, jeez.
0: PowerShell Power though number four, we... and then Rust at number frickin' All right. five.
1: I I have a bone to pick with number four. Oh yeah? PowerShell scripts are effectively C sharp scripts.
0: That's yeah, fair enough. It's yeah. yeah well, and number five. I mean, do we put well, if you put if you're counting PowerShell scripts, then you better count Bash scripts.
1: As what C? If, if you were believe.
0: counting Bash, Bash would be number one on this list. Well, sure.
1: All right, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, their list is a little weird. Yeah. What I what I thought was really interesting here is though, top programming languages by contributors. Right. So the list we just did was top by growth. Who had the biggest growth year over year? Yeah. This is absolute top. Give me your number one, and you had it right last time.
0: Oh, JavaScript.
1: Dominant. Dominant. Yeah. Huh. Number two. Java. Damn. Number three. who. Uh, ah. Number three. We had a switch. We actually have a switcheroo here. Hmm. The current number three. TypeScript. Python. But who did it dethrone? PHP yes <laughs> savage all right the current number holy shit current number this is a very confusing chart current number five and we'll stop at number five number six is c sharp so it's not c sharp number five
0: it's either PHP it's an old it's goodie. either php or typescript C plus No, oh, I didn't even get I, close. <laughs> and I attribute
1: that to IoT. I think there's a lot of C plus. There's been some sort of renaissance.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. TypeScript is number seven. Okay. And uh, Objective C. Yeah. Objective C. Oh yeah. How is Objective C doing? Good. Things right? have been better. Solid. Things it's have been doing better.
1: real good. Oh. You know, we've hit some hard times. Um.
0: Yeah. It gets even you know, worse when you look at people that are contributing to the projects. Like <laughs> obviously, yeah. Objective C is not yeah, even no, on no, the it's, radar. it's so much worse. Like
1: <laughs> Objective C has the only has all it has is legacy now, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. All right, <sighs> and we'll do the last one. Okay. Top programming languages by repos created from 2008 to 2018.
0: Huh.
1: Give me mean, your number one. So,
0: so from from tw- 2008, it's got to be JavaScript.
1: Yes, yeah, JavaScript by yeah. a mile. Yeah. Yeah. Next.
0: Hmm. Next it's going to be Next is going to be a gap, right? Because like nothing there, compares there, oh, to JavaScript. There, there,
1: there, there's the Grand Canyon between one and is two. Is there Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay
0: yeah. Um you know, I'm going to say Google made the right call. I'm going to say it's Java.
1: It is Java. Ah! Java be.
0: Uh, of course it's Java they've had they've had a good decade really um yeah and then going off this uh, chart it looks like after that there is <laughs> there is essentially a gulf uh, after that is python and then way way after that is PHP and Ruby didn't really expect to see much much else there but uh I don't know we'll link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out coder.show slash three three. For, Kotlin though is really the standout performer, isn't it? That's the kind of takeaway. Story. Yeah,
1: yeah. For new repos created, Kotlin's definitely uh, uh, very quickly gaining mind shares.
0: Mm. How I would put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know what to make of it because I can't help but think about Kotlin with the context of Fuchsia, and Fuchsia is this potentially looming total replacement for Android, and then. Would the Java apps be anything more than just a supported runtime? Would there be a totally new way to create applications? There's so many questions.
1: So I think of Kotlin more as a way to clean up legacy Java, like spring development and things like that. Right. Get a little easier to deal with. Um, I have, as you know, Chris, a couple years ago, or is it one year, year and a half, something like that, two years? I I had a project. uh, I was working, I think, with California or something like that where I shipped a spring app and the way to, it was an old spring app. The way to update it was to actually switch it to Kotlin. And this was when Kotlin just hit 1.0 to make it easier to deal with, easier to reason with. And, um, just, you know, writing tests against it was a lot easier. This is a large enterprise scale application.
0: And you just leave me hanging.
1: (laughs) I can't tell you what it did. uh,
0: (laughs) I'm like, okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) I can tell you that rewriting legacy Java code into Kotlin made life easier for everybody. I can tell you that um, the Kotlin code was actually more performant because they were on Java 1.4. Oh, really? So, but we were able to, by leveraging Kotlin's ability to pull in, uh, the name is Java Jars, we were able to still leverage some of the proprietary uh, libraries they built.
0: Hmm. You secret agent,
1: you mysterious all, man. No, that's not me. No,
0: no, no, no. That is Alan Jude.
1: i want to make this perfectly clear. Oh, really? And all I have to say is Putin 2020.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm on board. Putin 2020 and Putin, Putin Jude. Putin Jude.
1: You know, this might be why my TSA pre-check has not been approved yet. <laughs> now that you told me about the listener numbers... What are the odds that there's not a TSA guy? is like, I don't know about this guy. Maybe we should, like, make him take his shoes off and open his <laughs> bag. Like, <laughs> you know, just in case for some Russian propaganda.
0: You never know, Mr. Dominic. In fact, if yeah, you have right. to run from the law, there's only one place people should follow you, and that's probably besides Coder.show slash subscribe. <laughs> but also...
1: at on yeah, there you Twitter. go.
0: There you go. You got it. You got it. I'm at Chris LES. and uh, those adventures, like I talked about, are all linked and... Described at coder.show that's the main resource in this episode coder.show slash three three four thanks so much for tuning in this week's episode of the Coder Radio Program we'd love to get your contact at our feedback page I don't know you do the math on that and we'd love to have you join us live jblive.tv jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar for that lifetime thanks so much for joining us see you right back here next week